1: listen to a count out podcast
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, as always, and joining me also, as always, is none other than Zach, the bread collector, Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm running off of two hours of sleep adrenaline, but goddamn, do I feel good right now.
2: All right. All right. We're both running on high energy today, clearly, as you can tell <laughs> from my from my voice. So how was your day? That's Besides good. running on two hours of sleep. Uh,
1: I had a dentist appointment that didn't suck. Work was okay. That's,
2: that's impossible.
1: I mean, getting my teeth, the plaque out of my teeth didn't wasn't great, but I know I flossed decent enough, so it wasn't too
2: bad. Uh, I hate the dentist. Really? Hate it. I don't. mind. Bad it. memory. Oh, on the the most recent episode of Happy Hour, you can you can hear me you can hear me say the words quote I'd rather fight an eight foot tall tarantula than go to the dentist unquote. <laughs> wow
1: Uh, there's some context that is needed for that but
2: i just don't like the dentist man i just don't like it i hate the i hate all the noises i hate the 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 mechanical sounds in my mouth i hate the feeling of them on my teeth i hate the scraping noises i hate somebody just like doing whatever they feel like inside of my mouth while they try to talk to me like i can respond I had that today with
1: my dentist, but she was nice enough to... When like, I started talking. how's your day going? And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, oh. Yeah, that's, that's like, usually... Yeah, it's yeah, this peak where I'm just like, ah. Right. Like, you know, like I, the, the one word answer is because yeah. the fuck else like, am I going to do unless you want to stop putting the scalpel in my mouth.
2: Exactly. Like, uh, like, you, like, we can't have a conversation if you're going to be playing around in the part that converses.
1: Hopefully... <laughs> it uh, doesn't make any sense. You get blessed with a cool dentist that is actually stops so that you can respond as opposed to... You know, just not letting that happen.
2: For some reason, when you said the cool dentist, I pictured like a dentist like running in and being like, like grabbing like a chair and turning it around backwards and sitting on it and being like, "Hey, kiddo, ready to get your teeth cleaned?"
1: Oh my God! How do you do, fellow kids?
2: How do you do, fellow kids on skateboard? God, <laughs> the dentist comes in doing a kickflip and he's like, "You ready to get your teeth cleaned?" Because getting your teeth cleaned is radical
1: totally tubular brah.
2: <laughs> anyway <laughs> We have we have some wrestling matches. We do. Can't stop laughing at Rad Dentist. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Dr. Rad Dentist DMD. Oh I, my god. N- no. <laughs> Dr. Oh. Rad, Dr. Rad Dentist R A D Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Stupid tangents. Anyway. We have some wrestling matches we brought you from the independent wrestling scene. Yep. Uh, I think we got some pretty good ones this week. Zach, uh, I believe we gave a little preview last week, but for those whose episode this may be the first, that was a sentence. Uh, what did you bring to the table?
1: I brought this week Red Scorpion versus Bambi Killer at VWT <laughs> in a title, title match. <laughs>
2: I forgot you had a match with somebody named Bambi Killer.
1: <laughs> yep. And then the insidious one versus Phoebe at Rise Wrestling.
2: Nice. I brought to the table Alex Zane taking on Lanch Archer from Warrior Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Kellyanne versus Jessica Troy from Melbourne City Wrestling MCW. We're going back to back to the Aussie Wrestling today. Very excited about that. hmm Love me some good Aussie. I see people throwing down uh, and doing each other a good punch. Punch. <laughs> so Zach, who started off last week?
1: Uh, uh, hold on. I'm doing. I'm doing the math in my head. I had the ah.
2: Uh, wait. All the, equa- all the equations are flying by.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, if I recall correctly, I actually started last week.
2: All right, then I'll kick us off with Alex Zane taking on Lance Archer from Warrior Wrestling. Nice. Uh, this match is solid. I like this one a lot. It's just like, you know, it's it's exactly what you expect. It's Archer throwing Zayn around and being like, I am strong, and Zane being like, I am fast. ka right? I like, am speed. I am... I, I am... A, they call me the Baja Flash.
1: Oh, that that's a great nickname. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alex Zane taking on Lance Archer. This match is solid. Uh... Ba- right to start off, these two go right after each other. Uh, Zane, uh, they, they, it's kind of Archer just overpowering Zane a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to, like, throw him around, but Zane keeps, like, getting out of it and slipping out of it and reversing stuff because he's speedy.
3: Yeah.
2: Then at one point, Zane is able to, like, uh, get Archer out of the ring. mm mm-hmm. Uh The two, like, fight out of the ring, and Zane slides himself back in and hits an over-the-top rope, flipping Senton onto Archer. Nice which was dope to start the match off uh then he throws Archer back in uh picks him up goes to he like hits him with a couple of elbows he goes to run the ropes but then as he does Archer like kicks into action and springs into the other ropes and when Zane gets back to where Archer was supposed to be Archer isn't there and Zane turns to his left and there's Archer ready with a pounce (laughs) sends Zane flying nice uh, then, for a while, it's just, it's Archer absolutely beating Zane down after this. Just overpowering him, throwing him, like, throwing him around the ring, hitting him with backbreakers, chops, kicks, just, like, destroying him in every which way, right? A he slaughter. Just, like, exactly, it's a slaughter. He, he He's trying to murder him. You uh-huh, know,
1: murder house. That's what monster. he does. Murder hawk monster. Oh, my God, I must have butchered that.
2: The, the murder, the murder house, man. The murder house. <laughs> anyway, uh, Archer like beating down on Zane, really just laying shots into him. Like he get, he gets up on top of him and he just like starts just raining fists down. And the, the announcers are like, "You, why, you don't even." The announcer's like, "Yeah, if you're sometimes if you're a Lance Archer, you don't even need to finish. You can just do this, <laughs> <laughs> just beat people up." Like,
3: so
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's beaten guys literally by slamming their head into the canvas several times. So I mean,
2: that's true. That that was. That was one of my favorite ways the Lance Archer matches ended, just by him just brutalizing somebody.
1: It is a very anyway. menacing finish,
2: indeed. Uh, anyway, uh, Archer goes to pick Zane up, and he uh, runs and he goes to rush at him uh, for like some sort of clothesline. Uh, but the point is, Zane nails him with a jumping knee strike to get him off balance, Mm-hmm. Uh, and these two get into a striking contest, which. Zane is not backing down from no matter how hard Archer is hitting him. Respect. Like there's one point where they're just trading shots, where Zane hits Archer with like ten shots in a row, really fast, and Archer's just like standing there, like, "Yeah, bring it."
1: I mean, go on. And Zane's
2: like, "Ba ba 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 and Archer's like, "Mm hmm, <laughs> mm hmm, yes." It's Deep. Like- <laughs> oh, that was yeah, cute. Like- <laughs> and then he just like, and then he just rocks him with one big elbow. Zane, like, recoils and then comes back and just stares Archer right in the face. Damn. Uh, which was right. awesome. And then he's able to uh, he looks Archer right in the face and then he starts, he lands a bunch of elbow strikes, takes Archer into the ropes, and uh, he like springboards over the rope, so he's on the apron now. Okay. And while he's on the apron he like gets, he like ducks down and kicks Archer's legs out and knocks him onto his hands and knees. And then he hits a springboard, he hits like a sp- me- like a springboard me- meteora. Oh! To Archer's back, which like sends him falling onto his back. And while he's down, uh, Zane follows it up with a standing shooting star press. Goes for the pin. Archer kicks out. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Zane is able to land a like they get back to their feet. Zane is able to land a Pele kick. You know that thing that The Miz does where he jumps into the corner and does that clothesline? Uh, yeah. I know that move. Uh, he goes to do that. Okay. Uh, onto Archer. Mm -hmm. And Zayn runs at him, jumps into Archer, hits the clothesline, but Archer doesn't move. And he just, like, wraps his arm around Zayn and slams him down with a (laughs) urinagi. Oh, no. <laughs> just absolutely, just like, okay, sure, wham, death, and just plants him. Uh, then he he fights Zane. He brings Zane into the other corner. puts him up on the put gets him up there. Uh, Zane is able to fight out of the predicament on the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Archer. Uh, basically they're like fighting on the top rope and it looks like Archer's going for like some sort of like big big move off the top but uh Zane is able to fight out and kick Archer down so Archer is once again on his hands and knees on the ropes and Zane hits a shooting star meteora off the top rope to Archer's back
1: oh that's um oh is that that's that's not the crunch wrap that's not the uh that's not the crunch wrap is it
2: no, I forgot. I don't. It was just like a. It looked like a.
1: Oh no, that might actually be the crunch wrap. Is it? That might actually be the crunch wrap. I might be wrong about that.
2: I just know it is the ultimate weapon because it's Mike Bailey's move. Also,
1: it is his move. You you keep talking. I'm gonna look up and see if I'm right about this.
2: Okay, so he hits the shooting star meteor at Archer's back. Uh, he goes to pin Archer. Archer kicks out, and then he once again pushes Alexander to the other corner. Okay. Gets him up once again in another predicament, but this time. Archer just like picks Zane up on his shoulders, and then picks him up over his head, and then Archer jumps off of the sec I think he was on the second rope. Archer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Archer jumps off of the second rope and just throws Zane while he's in the air, and and oh. just like hucks him. Well, shit. <laughs> Doesn't like do anything fancy. He just picks Zane up and throws him the while classic. he's in the air. Just Zane just.
1: <laughs> who who needs flips and shit when you can just throw a guy in midair while in the middle of the air?
2: Again, if you're Archer, sometimes you could just do that, right? If you're a big guy like Lance Archer, you could just beat people up that way. Uh, after that, Archer hits a. Archer hits a choke. After that, uh, Archer picks Zane up, hits Zane with a choke slam. Okay. Then picks him up again, gets him into a power bomb, hits him with a buckle bomb, throws Zane into the corner. Zane, like, recoils into Archer. Archer hits his finisher on Zane pins him one two Archer picks Zane up off of the bat oh and then grabs him by the face and locks in the everybody dies claw and just shoves his head back into the mat and just basically like squeezes his head until Zane passes out and then the ref counts the one two three and Archer wins well shit Damn! And in I mean, the end, yeah, that's, that's a way to does fuck. Die.
1: Everybody does die.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ar- this was a brutal ending by Archer, and I loved it for Archer because it worked so well for him. The way he literally hit his finishing move and was about to get the win, and then he goes, "No, no, no! I want to make this man pass out by squeezing his head very hard." <laughs> <laughs> he does it with one hand too. He doesn't like do this. He like just. Fucking grabs him like a bat like he's bombing a basketball and just squeezes him. God. <laughs> it's terrifying.
1: It really is. By the way, that was his finisher. It's the crunch The rap. crunch wrap. Nice. The other one's the taco driver. I could never forget the fucking Taco Bell themed <laughs> oh, names of right. Zane.
2: There is one funny moment. Uh, remember that where I said he goes to charge at him and then uh Zane is able to hit the um the jumping knee strike? Yeah. While while he, uh, Archer is waiting for Zane to get up, Archer's like in the corner, like ready to charge, and he's like, "Come on, come on, you stupid Taco Bell kid, get up!" He's like, <laughs> he's like yelling at him, making fun of his Taco Bell. He's like making fun of his Taco Bell shtick.
1: I respect Zane even more, and I love Archer just a bit more, just for the fact that 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 was his fucking that was how he insulted a Taco Bell kid.
2: I forgot what he... He said something along those lines. It might not have been exactly that, but he said something along those lines. And it was very funny. Anyway, that was the only other thing I had to point out. Otherwise, uh, this match, I think it's a high match for me. It was solid. Uh, Zayn got to get his stuff in, you know, do his high-flying moves, and Archer just got to show how much of a fucking beast he is, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it worked out, but I think this was a match where both of them were able to shine. Uh, Zane, Zane didn't look weak in losing because Archer is... A monster, yes, um, yes, yes. And Zayn still looked really good throughout this match. Like he hit, like you said, he hit the Crunchwrap Supreme. Uh, he hit the Crunchwrap. Uh, but you know, Archer was able to kick out and continue the match. But still, very good showing for both these guys. So I'm gonna give it a high match for me. Fair enough. All right. So what is your first match of the week, Zach?
1: We're gonna do Insidious One and Phoebe. oh boy. Uh, quick note. I'm gonna be from which saying, promotion? Uh, this is Rise Wrestling. Thank you. for the sake of this I'm going to be calling Insidious One Insidious like the movie because if I had to say Insidious One throughout this entire thing I might I might go a little bit crazy with how often I have to say that word deal the uh, TLDW this it's a short but fun match honestly like the it's not okay. long at all the main focus you're going to want to watch here for this match is the character work of the two of them because they're pretty it's pretty hilarious how different they are
3: mm-hmm. so
1: you've got on one end you've got Phoebe right she's wearing this purple green psychedelic patterned outfit she's hula hooping in the ring she's waving to the crowd and oh yeah and then you have the insidious one
2: she's just like oh yeah let's let's go
1: pretty much yeah like she's having this, she's there she's going to have a good time and then you have the insidious one who's just sitting there in the corner a mask covering most her face but her eyes full black and red like p- black paint covering her hand and like like a handprint on her arm and on all fours just staring at her and I'm just like quite the shell shock yeah very big difference of styles between them like this match literally starts off with with Insidious crawling towards Phoebe who like honestly a little impressed here she puts her she like puts her dukes up right she's like alright let's fucking go and she just keeps hula hooping while she's got her hands up which Mm -hmm. honestly I was like damn not even I'm actually kind of impressed with that until eventually Insidious gets close up That she's like, okay, hold on. She, like, just tosses the hula hoop out of the ring. Sad about that. But we'll get it back later. Yeah. So she gets in a defensive stance, but it's pretty obvious that Insidious has kind of out crazied her. So her, <laughs> she's kind of, like, thrown off a bit, which gives Insidious she's the opportunity out-crazyed. to just... she out Yeah, she out crazied the girl hula hooping and dancing. So, it's, I mean, it's not very difficult. Fair. So from the floor, Insidious gets an op- uh, uses this to drop to hold her, tying her legs up, and then basically getting her in a one-arm choke, and then yanking her head back and her legs like back to like together, basically for like a brief moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, thankfully Phoebe is able to quickly get out of it and get some distance between them. She okay. then starts to, as the I- commentators quote it, because I'm never going to be able to say this word as much did, as gyrating, and I will call it vibing across the ring at mm-hmm. Insidious. Like she's just determined. She's like, "You're not gonna fucking get me down. I'm a. I'm just gonna dance on the other si- side of the ring." So they I'm just going a hula hoop. Yep. And Sidious is just like, "The fuck." Okay. <laughs> so they two of them square up, and Phoebe quickly locks in a waist lock. And of course, being as groovy as she is, she starts to gyrate and like kind of like just wiggle her hips behind Insidious, which makes Insidious very uncomfortable, based on how her eyes kind of just widened at how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one expects this to happen when they go into a wrestling match, but anywho. So she counters it with a waist lock for him, right? And she thinks to herself, ha ha, I've countered this. But then Phoebe, unfortunately for her, just gyrates against this hold, this time trying to get out, and disgusted by this, Insidious shoves her away from her. They then go (laughs) back and forth, trading wrist locks, which ends up with Phoebe gaining the upper hand and working Insidious' shoulder over. To get out of this, Insidious has to arm drag Phoebe into a corner. She then charges her in said corner, but Phoebe jumps over her, then charges at Insidious, who throws her out onto the apron. Very nice. On the apron, Phoebe is able to slam Insidious face-first into the turnbuckle several times. With her stunned now, she grabs her by the head, and still in the apron, just dances her way to the other corner with her still holding her by her hair. And Always gets dancing. To- gets to the other corner, slams her face into that, gets onto the top rope, and then jumps off and arm drags her into the ring.
2: A, B, D, always be dancing. One of my favorite spots, just for the fact that she was just like, yeah, let me vibe. It's like to her points, like,
1: ow, ow. She's just getting dragged across the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Not feeling That's herself. Awesome. Phoebe charges in Insidious, only to get drop-toe hold into the middle rope, which Insidious then uses to choke her. Then we get to one of the, my <laughs> second favorite spots of this, which is she goes outside of the ring because she spots something. That is Phoebe's hula hoop. She gets oh, back gosh. in the ring. And she This is not going to go well. (laughs) Puts the hula hoop. She wraps it around Phoebe's neck. She puts her foot under the back, like in between her shoulder blades, and she just chokes her with this hula hoop. Yikes. And the ref eventually is like, one, two, in my head. I'm like, why have you not disqualified her for using this? But okay. It's beyond (laughs) me. Eventually she lets go, and the ref's like, all right, let me take this. And he takes the hula hoop, and he puts it in the corner. That'll be relevant later. (laughs) So following this up. Insidious just mercilessly targets the left arm of Phoebe. Despite her best efforts to stop this momentum, she just can't really get anything going.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Though eventually, she does fight back with a series of forearms, which knocks Insidious into the corner with the hula hoop. But shortly after this, Insidious is able to turn things around by forearming Phoebe in the corner instead. Seeing the hula hoop, because the ref didn't do a very good job of putting it out of arm's reach, she grabs it again and puts it around Phoebe's hips except in a shocking turn of events, though I shouldn't be really in hindsight with how much Phoebe was dancing, she's able to grab this hula hoop and basically use it to hip-toss Insidious across the ring before hula-hooping as she's hulking up. <laughs> I That's love awesome. this. I don't know where... I, I love the idea that she's just like, yeah, sorry, when I hulk up, I'm just hula-hooping. So Insidious charges at her while it, and it, well, it looks like Phoebe, uh, Phoebe caught her. Like, she jumps up and she like catches her in a powerbomb position. Insidious actually is able to turn into a hurricane rana, sending Phoebe into the corner. Insidious then okay. goes to the okay. top rope, but Phoebe cuts her off quickly and hangs her in a tree of woe. Now, it's funny how you talked about Mrs. Clothesline because she does something similar to this. Mm-hmm. Except instead of where Ms. Lands on the middle rope, she does this clothesline and lands on the bottom rope, and basically just close running clotheslines to the chest of Insidious, which knocks her out of the tree of woe. Okay. This is actually my favorite-looking spot of this match just because of the fact it's just unique. Unique enough. Like sounds it's got dope. a nice spit on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't get her the win, unfortunately, for her. And when it doesn't, she hits Insidious with a Bronco Buster, then a Fisherman Suplex, and finally a Rolling Face Buster. But again, it doesn't get her the win. So she picks Insidious up, and getting her second win, Insidious is determined to fight back against Phoebe with a forearm to the face. They go back and forth, forearm shots, you know, the whole nine yards for just a mm-hmm. little bit of time. Until Phoebe hits and sees with consecutive forearms, Irish whips her, and then power bombs her for the win. Oh, damn.
2: Big ending.
1: Yeah, Phoebe got some momentum, and she just literally could not be stopped here. Nice. The match itself was good. The wrestling was fine, and there were definitely some not the best, like not the cleanest looking spots here. But granted, the episode's name is New Talents, New Town. So if these two are new-ish, then I'm not going to penalize them for that. Mm-hmm. But on the on the uh, let's talk about the pro of this match, the character work. It's Phoebe is very entertaining when you have the insidious one in the corner, just the Edge Lord of the Ring, while she's just dancing for the crowd. <laughs> and it just it, it's a good um, the two play off of each other very well and enhances mm-hmm. the other one, which I like. I'm I'm always a cl- I'm a fan of the classic uh super big differences between wrestlers.
2: A good contrast.
1: Yes, that's the word I was looking for.
2: Got so it. This match for me, it gets a. Meh. It's like spicy and sweet. Exactly. Or uh, sweet and salty or some stuff like that, you know? Yeah, like hot and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah. So, I always need a little bit of each. Mm-hmm.
1: So this match gets a meh. It's like it's very short. It's like seven minutes long, I think.
3: Mm.
2: Okay.
1: So it's like, it's good. It's fine. I enjoyed myself. Mm. Is, again, as I've like said so many times, it's all I can ask for in a wrestling match that I enjoy myself at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Mikey, to yeah. your next match.
2: My next match is Kellyanne taking on Jessica Troy from Melbourne City Wrestling (MCW). We're
1: going full Aussie with you now. You've been completely converted by them.
2: Full Aussie, yes. I even say I even say Melbourne the way they say it. Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I heard somebody say it on like a stream that it's Melbourne and not Melbourne not Melbourne. I did not supposed huh. to be... I think Australians pronounce it Melbourne. Fair enough. Anyway, not to speak for all Australians, obviously, because I don't know. <laughs> I have a kid from New Jersey.
1: We do not... Have, the closest thing that we have to Australia is we have a bunch of bugs. That's all we got.
2: my really my thought you were going to say Outback.
1: Oh, my God.
2: That would have been so much better. <laughs>
1: I would be crucified by Australians <laughs> for even associating that place with <laughs> Austria
2: oh my god I
1: love anyway. saying Bloomin' Onion Burger just cause it's just fun to say Bloomin' Onion Burger Bloomin' Onion oh crikey <laughs> oh god we're gonna get a Bloomin' Onion Burger yeah ship on the body. um <laughs> just like that any people we have from Australia are I'm just, so oh, sorry god I'm
2: so sorry any Australians god. I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! We, we we wholeheartedly apologize for any stupid accents we may do while we talk about Australia. <laughs> anyway, oh man, this is a this is a great match. Oh, that's good to hear. This this match is awesome. Uh, it starts off with uh, with some uh, some solid chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these two just it's a lot of it's a lot of Kellyanne trying to lock in stuff on Troy, mm-hmm. but Troy keeps reversing it. Okay. And then same thing. It's like they just keep reverse. It's like one of those lucha, you know, like those lucha sequences I always talk about, where it's like they keep reversing each other for like a little bit, and then like none of them hit a move, and those are like ten, like ten, fifteen second sequences. Damn! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the big, like it's a back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. 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 This this was happening for like the first like full like two three minutes of the match. Damn! Like these two were just like. Trying to hit each other with anything, but he, but both of them just kept reversing each other's moves. It was crazy. <laughs> that sounds wild, honestly. Yeah, there's one point where um, the the stalemate finally breaks, where uh, Kellyanne goes for a an arm drag, mm-hmm. but Troy is able to block it and go to lock in her armbar, which is her finisher, as okay. we know. Um. She goes to lock in her armbar, but Kellyanne immediately, like, scrambles to the roof. and's like, no, 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 no! Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go back to countering each other for a bit uh, until they fight towards the outside. Uh, and Troy is able to land a DDT on Kellyanne on the floor. Ooh. Um, and then while Troy, show like... She throws, she, Troy uh, throws Kellyanne in the ring and then Troy gets up on the apron and she shows off to the crowd a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah! You know, and like the crowd cheers for her. While the crowd is cheering for her, Kellyanne just like gets to her feet, grabs oh, no. Jessica Troy by the waist and just pulls her through the, oh, middle, oh my. the middle and the top rope. That's some fucking and like crazy shit. Yeah, just like pulls her into the ring and hits her with a German. Oh! <laughs> it was like, oh my god,
1: Jesus Christ! She was, was like, like you ah. said, it
2: was just some horror movie shit. It's like where, like, their hand like bursts through the door and mm-hmm. like pulls them through the door with them.
1: And just like, oh my god, you're dead. You're just dead.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when Kellyanne is able to get the upper hand uh, because she she brings Troy back in, hits the. Uh, it's wasn't sorry. It wasn't a German. It was a Snapdragon suplex. She hits, she hits a Snapdragon suplex and then. Brings, and then, like, brings Troy over to the corner, mm-hmm. and she gets up on the, uh, Kellyanne gets up on the top rope, puts Troy in a headlock, and then lifts her off the ground while she's in the sleeper. Oh, God. <laughs> and just hangs her there for a bit, and the ref, you know, does, like, the one, two, and then she drops her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she drops Troy. Troy, like, rolls to the middle of the ring. She goes to stand up, but while, but, while she's going to stand up, she's on her hands and knees, and... Kellyanne just runs up and just like, sh- sh- like she does this like running knee strike, but just straight to um Jessica Troy's gut, Ooh. and just takes her down. Um, keeps beat. She does, she beats down on Troy for a while after that. Uh, nothing really flashy. Just like classic beat down. You know, getting getting on top, throwing punches. Get- Throwing kicks, you know, stuff like that, choking her on the ropes, you know, heel stuff. Uh does a little bit of that. Then she goes for the hanging headlock again. Okay. Um she get she gets she like goes to lock it in, but this time Troy is able to slip out and grab Kellyanne's arm and just arm drag her off the top rope. Ooh. She just like throws her off the top rope. Um then Kellyanne like, comes back after that and they fight They fight each other to the corner again where they both end up on the top rope. Uh, Kellyanne is able to get Troy up on her shoulders but Jessica Troy fights out of it and the two, like, are standing on either side of the turnbuckle on, like, the second rope. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, throwing elbows back and forth while oh. standing on that second rope. And they're really fighting each other up there. Uh, eventually, uh, Kellyanne shoves... Like they, they get back into, they get back toward the top. Kellyanne shoves Troy off the top. Troy like back rolls, stands up on her feet, runs back at the turnbuckle, jumps up to the top, grabs Kellyanne and hits a superplex.
3: Damn, two.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. They're both down, so the two uh, start. Fighting back up to their feet, you know, like when they're both down, but they're on their then then they throw a punch, throw a punch, and as they're standing up, they keep throwing more punches back and forth. Yep. Uh, They throw shots back and forth until Troy hits a big pump kick. Troy hits a big pump kick, uh, knocks Kellyanne for a loop. Then Troy goes for like a clothesline. Kellyanne ducks it, hit jump, uh, goes off the ropes herself, and then she hits. What she calls the Kelbo. (laughs) Okay. Which is a discus, like, elbow strike. Mm hmm. Uh, and she absolutely nails it. Like, she dodges, she dodges whatever second move, uh, Troy was going for, and just out of nowhere nails the Kelbo on Jessica Troy.
1: I love this name, the more you say it.
2: Yeah. Goes for the pin. Troy kicks out. Uh, Troy is able to kick out. Uh, then, uh, there's one point where Kellyanne goes for, like, a body splash. hmm Like, in the while she's, like, Troy's in the corner, like, one of those like running, like, full body splashes. Yeah. Uh, and Troy ducks out of the way, and Troy does her, you know, you know her, you know her, uh, signature kind of sequence where she, somebody's in the corner and she hits the elbows, and then she hits the double knee. She, like, hits the elbows, runs, hits another elbow, mm-hmm. then while they're down, she'll the double knee to the back of their head.
3: Yep, yep, yep.
2: And then she finally hits the uh, a big face wash. Then Troy goes for a double knee strike, like uh, or Troy goes for like her um, not the double knee, her running knee strike, her last shot as, her like last shot as finisher, which I can't remember the name of right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but Kellyanne like ducks under, like ducks her head, and Troy misses. But then Troy just like does it again, and then hits it this time. I do it again. That's it. Like, li- that's literally what happened. Like, she misses. Kellyanne dodges. Doesn't do anything about the fact that she dodged it. <laughs> and then Troy just does it again and nails her and is like, yep, you got it that time.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> y- y- you boomed her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um. Right, it's not called the last shot anymore. Anyway. It's not. Um. Then after after that, uh she goes for the pin, Kay, uh Kellyanne kicks out, but uh Troy's able to lock in the armbar. Mm-hmm. And Ev F- and Kellyanne keeps fighting out of the arm bar, but every time she fights out of the arm bar, Jessica Troy just finds a way to get her back into it. And D- Kellyanne God. just cannot seem to escape it. Until finally Oh. Um, Kellyanne is able to get Troy on like her back, mm-hmm. and she picks and she she goes to like pick her up and like she she goes to pick her she like stands up out of it finally picks Troy up on her shoulders but then Troy like spins herself in the way where she's like on her back like a backpack mm-hmm. and gets in a sleeper hold okay and like locks in this sleeper hold and then Kellyanne does one of the most batshit things I've ever seen anyone do to get out of this move. Mm-hmm. While Jessica Troy is on her back, Kelly Ann runs to the like, like backs up into the corner and then runs to the opposite corner with Kel- with Jessica Troy on her back and just cannonballs into the corner.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Oh yeah, that will Ke- that'll get her off her back. Cannonballs into the corner while Troy's on her back. Troy's out. Uh, Kellyanne gets up, hits a second cannonball. Ow! Which is her finisher. By the way, Jessica Troy kicks out. Ooh, damn. Of two cannonballs. Then Troy, like she goes to pick Troy up to lock in a a, a move, but Troy goes for the armbar once again. Mm-hmm. But while she's going for the armbar this time. Kellyanne is able to reverse it, catch Troy's arm instead, lock her in for a a package pile driver, and gets the one, two, three, and Kellyanne wins this match.
1: Jesus Christ, bruh.
2: This match was bonkers. (laughs) These two killed each other, and it was great. It was great. Uh, I'm giving this match a mark out if it wasn't obvious. Uh... I loved it. These two absolutely murdered each other. Aussie wrestling is my new favorite thing. And I'm never turning back. <laughs> That's enough. it. The end. The end. Who needs... <laughs> Sorry, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Japan. Mikey's here for Australian wrestling. Give me MCW matches all day. All day Love Loving the stuff. Loving the stuff, and this isn't this isn't our only uh, Australian wrestling match I'll we'll be getting to today, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this match is a mark out. It was awesome. Uh, Kellyanne and Jessica Troy absolutely murdered each other, and I loved every second of watching them murder each other. So here I am giving this one a mark out. Uh, awesome match, awesome, just awesome story told with like uh Jessica Troy who just will not give in for anything until Kellyanne just. Gave her too much, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that works like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: anyway. <laughs> anyway, Zach, what is your next match that we we're going to talk about?
1: Oh, baby, it's Red Scorpion and Bambi Killer's match at <laughs> Bologna Wrest. Oh, hold on, let me get this correct. Bambi Killer. Yeah, it's a Bologna wrestling team. I was right. Okay. This is an Italian wrestling organization.
2: Okay. I, I had a feeling when I had a feeling.
1: Uh this was an okay match with an ending that I was not a fan of.
2: Are you sure it's not the baloney wrestling club?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry,
2: the joke had to be made. Uh
1: I, I thought about <laughs> it when I read the name and I'm like, I'm not doing it.
2: I'm Italian and that hurt my that I will say that hurt my soul to make that I'm joke. I'm also but.
1: Italian. I felt my ancestors are were they're giving me the you good you didn't say
2: that. Yeah mine are cursing me into the next life anyway
1: (laughs) so starting out the gate these two square with each other before getting to collar and i will tie up bambi Mm -hmm. killer wins the first one by shoving scorpion into the corner because he is a much larger man than scorpion because scorpion who is by the way i should mention a luchador uh so he shoves scorpion in the corner and then he uh, (laughs) he lets him go and then he like claps like it's a very condescending like Mm. yeah nice job nice job right
2: like, yeah, great. Awesome. So they
1: so they go into another colonel we'll tie-up. And Scorpion wins this one. So he shoves Bambi Killer into the corner, like, so that he's facing the turnbuckle. And then he just claps him on the back of his shoulder. Like, he, he pats him on the back of his shoulders and lets him go. So I think to myself, oh, yeah, we're going to get, like, a these two are going to fucking kill each other, right? So the two colonel tie-up again. This is the third in a row. And while Bambi Killer locks in a good wrist lock, Scorpion gets the upper hand and mm-hmm. him into the corner again. Which forced him to let Bambi Killer go. After letting go, Scorpion kind of does like the motion, like the, the little bit like, you were this close. This close. I was gonna, I was about to fuck you up. And Bambi Killer's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So after, uh, so again, God, I sound like a broken record. They lock up again. Bambi Killer gets mm-hmm. a pick on Scorpion's ankle into an ankle lock. Countering this, Scorpion locks Bambi Killer in his own ankle lock. And so Bambi Killer drags his way to the bottom rope to get the rope break. Surprise, surprise! After this, they lock up again! But quickly, okay. Scorpion gets Bambi Killer into a side headlock. You okay. then get the classic spot where Bambi Killer irons Scorpion off of him. Scorpion tries to rebound and hit him with a shoulder tackle, but it fails to knock down Bambi Killer, who's then like, come on, keep going! So, okay. Scorpion keeps going at it, it doesn't work, and then eventually Bambi Killer's like, alright, well you've had enough chances, and he just knocks Scorpion down with his own shoulder tackle, which sends him to the outside surprisingly, despite the fact that these two have been very passive-aggressively an asshole to each other, okay. after Scorpion takes his time on the outside, Bambi Killer does the condescendingly, you know, sits on the middle rope, right, and opens the ropes for for Scorpion, right? And I think to myself, mm-hmm. ah, right, yeah, you're gonna just beat him up. What a somewhere.
2: wonderful world, sorry.
1: And then, rather than attack him, he actually lets just Scorpion a get into the ring. No problem at all. And I'm, I remember being like, Bold move. <laughs> wow. You two are just, okay fair enough I've, no one does that Not that doesn't happen very often they then shake hands before getting back to wrestling each other with Bambi quickly locking in a side headlock while Scorpion then Irish whips him off of him and Bambi Killer quickly shoulder tackles him to the ground trying to cut this mm-hmm. off Scorpion tries to arm drag him and when that doesn't work he then drop kicks Bambi Killer in the face like Bambi Killer catches him so he's like shit and he just like, fl- like flings himself out of him and kicks him in the face Okay. This causes Bambi Killer to retreat to the outside, where he sits down with the crowd to recover, because the crowd is very much like, there is a very outspoken Bambi Killer group, and there's a very outspoken Scorpion group. <laughs> so it's not really like a, a heel in this match. At all. Like, it never gets established. They're just two champions, as far as I know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: This, so... <laughs> eventually, after Bambi takes a, a, like as long as he can on the outside, Scorpion then does the same thing that he did. He opens the ropes... Bambi Killer walks to the ring. Rolls reverse. Mm-hmm. Scorpion lets him into the ring. No problem at all. They shake hands in the ring. As you can tell, I'm so riveted by all the uh, all the collar levels and shaking hands in the ring.
2: Oh, I could, yeah, I can tell.
1: So, except now, there was actually a uh, entertaining spot here where as they're shaking their hands after they finish, Bambi Killer tries to sucker punch Scorpion in the face. Scorpion ducks it and then forces Bambi Killer into the corner with a series of strikes. I remember thinking to myself, oh, fuck yes. Okay, finally. Finally, the uh, the building blocks of this match have been set. So using his raw strength, <laughs> Bambi Killer... Toss- Finally, no more lockups. No more lockups and shaking hands and opening ropes for each other. <laughs> using his raw strength, Bambi Killer tosses Scorpion off of him into the other corner. Scorpion then kicks him away from him as he approaches him in the corner and tries to go off the top rope. But just as he gets to the top, Bambi Killer takes out his, uh, his calf and knocks him down and crotches him on the top rope. Mm-hmm. And then gets Scorpion in a Tree of Woes. There's a lot of Tree of Woes in my matches this week. I don't understand why. For a bit before getting him out of the corner and then beating him down some more. And at one point he drags Scorpion on like as Scorpion's laying on the ground, right? He drags him out so that he's hanging like on, like chest first over the apron, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of picks him up and just keeps slamming him into the apron before using the apron cover to choke him, which mm-hmm. I actually thought was quite good. That's awesome. So this gives Scorpion enough time to recover, though, because eventually the ref's like, "Dude, fuck off! Stop doing that."
2: <laughs> That's fair.
1: <laughs> and eventually, and this gives Scorpion time in the ring to recover, and as a result, he able he counters an Irish whip from Bambi Killer into a sunset flip. Though Bambi Killer blocks him, and then he tries to like he like like he can't like flip him over, right? So he's just staring at him, and he tries to punch Scorpion, but he, Scorpion dodges the punch, so he ends up punching the the uh, the mat instead. And then Scorpion, seeing this, chops him into the corner. He then running back elbows him in the corner before snap, marrying him out and drop-kicking him in the back of his head. While he does get some offense in after this, Bambi Killer quickly fights back and Scoop slams him and then locks him in with a deep camel clutch. Scorpion is able to escape though with a jawbreaker and then he falls back into the corner. In the corner, Bambi Killer charges at him but Scorpion kicks him in the face and uses the corner to jump Backwards and back elbow him up from the second rope, which leaves nice. them both knocked down. However, even though they both get up at the same time, Scorpion quickly gets the upper hand with consecutive strikes, which allows him to run the ropes and hit a shoulder tackle, a drop kick, and then a scoop slam. Okay. Scorpion then pulls down his shoulder straps and hits Bambi with a Bambi killer with a running flip. It was kind of I I, I, I that might have been his signature. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't get him the win though. So he goes to the top rope, and it's a huge crossbody from the top rope. Beautiful. And then after Bambi Killer kicks out of that, a bunch of goons come into the ring out of nowhere and just mug Scorpion in the middle of the ring, completely ignoring Bambi Killer, who can't get up right now. And that's how the <sighs> match ends.
2: Bomber.
1: As you can tell, I already wasn't very much into this match, to be honest. And to get mm. a no-contest finish at the end just felt like the just such an unsatisfying blow to this match. Oh,
2: just so, I feel like it's just so deflating. I
1: was just like... There was no face and heel, so I didn't really root for anyone. I was like, the wrestling was fine. There were some spots that obviously, like, were good, but it, was, it didn't blow me away. And then I get a bunch of fucking goons in suits beating up one of the dudes. I don't even know if they're on Bambi Killers' side. They didn't give a fuck about him, and that's how the match ends. And I was just like...
3: <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: Now, all this said, I can't give this match a miss out, because it wasn't a bad match. It was fine. It was average for me. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But it... I I'm I'm going to give it a low meh, honestly. Cuz that Ooh. ending just absolutely deflated me. I Yikes. was just like, "Come on, man. That's why? Enomer. Why have the goons beat up like why?" Like I get not wanting to switch the titles for the two of them, but like at the same time it's like don't have the match then. Mhm. <sighs> I don't know. That that was my low point this week, unfortunately.
2: Oh man, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, it's fine. The the match you and I watched together made up for it in spades. So it wasn't all bad. Oh
2: yeah, right. We have, we still have to go over that fun that fun match. Yeah,
1: I'll let you Ooh, take the nice. reins on this one, Mister Australian Independent Wrestling Master.
2: Oh, r- listen, don't don't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but yes, our, the match we both took a look at this week was Charlie Evans taking on Kanji in a two out of three falls match, uh, uh, continuing, continuing the trilogy.
1: I believe it was, uh, what, it was, what was it? Was it wrestling resurgence?
2: Yes. It was wrestling resurgence. Zach, you scared the shit out of me. I thought you were going to tell, I thought you were about to tell me that wasn't the match we watched when you were like, um, was it? <laughs> I thought you were going to be oh, like, man. no, it wasn't. And nah, I was like, I what? that to you. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, uh it was at pro wrestling it was at Wrestling Resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh this one was awesome. Was great. Just like just like their first one was. What did what would, we watched their... No DQ match. No DQ match. Yes. And then there's the two out three falls match and I think there's one more match in the trilogy.
1: Well, shit. I, guess I we can't remember I
2: can't I can't remember what it is.
1: If it was Hold like on. a last woman standing match or like an Iron Woman match? Oh, that was
2: it. It was an Iron Woman match. Hey. It was a, it was a I think a 30 minute Iron Woman match oh, or a 60 minute match.
1: God. God. Well, I can't wait let's... to watch that in like a week or two.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, and we're definitely going to watch it as soon as possible. <laughs> mhm. So, let's get into the match. I I the way I It was a, it is a 30 minute Iron Woman match. Nice. Okay. For some reason, my brain was like, you need to make sure. Make sure. So yeah, they, uh, this is the second out of two ma- out of three matches we watched from these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely awesome. It starts off right right off the bat with these two going for quick quick pinfalls, which makes quick sense.
1: Quick pinfalls, a lot of exchanging holds, feeling the other mm-hmm. outs. It's only the first fall.
2: Exactly. It's only the first fall. Um... There's the one there's the one spot I really liked where they were, like, cha- exchanging pinballs and whatever, but then there's one point where, like, Evans is on all fours and Kanji just, like, hops off of her back and lands a, a leg drop.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was a great spot. It was just, like, because you had, like, a bunch of holds for the start, and then just Kanji was just like, all right, well. We're done. Well, time for you to get your fucking neck kicked in. Or <laughs> dropped on, I guess.
2: You're gonna get your fucking neck kicked in. <laughs> great chance. What's the complicated yeah, the, but the, daniel, the daniel Bryan chant that no american fans can get right we got it right one time
1: i think and it was in florida and i i was very surprised mm. that florida was actually able to pull that off <laughs> i was like well shit damn oh no it was the kenny omega match Bru- oh yeah that, makes that sense. match because he asked specifically for fans to chant for that when he yeah. and they did god bless yeah, your fans One thing I want to note about the first fall is that early on, Evans knew exactly what she wanted to attack in Kanji. Like, she Mm -hmm. immediately went after the left arm, and for the whole three falls, she went for that arm like it was her day job.
2: It even even cost her a fall.
1: Yes, it does. Going after that arm. So, after these two, after that leg drop spot that Mikey just talked about, these two beat the shit out of each other. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a, like, case in point, right after this leg drop, Kanji hangs Evans' arm with the top rope, and then from the apron, flips over her and runs the ropes, except Evans then cuts her off by kicking her left arm again. So Kanji just socks her in the face with a forearm, and then Evans throws Kanji onto the apron and hangs her left arm over the top rope. Like, they, they just go at it after this.
2: I liked when Kanji, uh, socked Evans with a forearm. She would be like, ow. Yep. (laughs) And like, sell the oh, arm. she be like, oh, fuck, that hurt. Oh, shouldn't have used that arm.
1: <laughs> so, then... So, then after this, Kanji gets back into the corner, and Evans, who absolutely at this point despises Kanji, and after the shit she just pulled with, like, fucking her up on the apron, looks at Kanji with just rage in her eyes and mugs her in the corner. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. The ref tries to stop her. She shoves the ref off of her. Ref instantly DQs her. Not even a question. He's like, yeah, no, fuck off. You get a DQ for that. And now, Evans... see,
2: this is how you do a DQ fi- a DQ finish last match.
1: Yes, this is how. Because right after this,
2: Evans. But it's not actually a finish, I it's guess, not. technically. Well, it, 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 <laughs> it worked to the match
1: itself. Because right after this, Evans, not giving a Fuck about this ref's call! Immediately continues beating up Kanji in the corner, and uses the DQ to her advantage because Kanji is cannot fight back right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So after this, yeah,
2: it's not, a, not, not it's just I think it was, I think it was a smart way to get that first fall.
1: I liked it a lot. This, like I said, DQ finishes are or if not I guess finishes our, using a DQ can be a little tricky sometimes, like when done right. But this was a good job. 'Cause usually you're yeah. used to like the face winning the first fall, then the heel winning the second fall, or the heel winning the first fall, and the face winning the two last ones back to back, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, just it's it just a, it, it's a nice it's a nice um a nice break from the usual.
1: Mm-hmm. So after this a lot of Evans just dismantling Kanji's left arm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's even yeah. a point where Kanji counters an Irish whip and throws Kev Evans in the corner, but because she has to use her left arm, it's not really the strongest Irish whip. And uh, it's enough, though, that because of that, Evans gets a chance to move out of the way when she charges her in the corner, and then follows it up with a, by forearming her in the back of the neck. Which Help. results in the two of them being face-to-face in the apron. Where mm-hmm. they just go, they go ham on strikes. Kanji, though, has to be forced to exclusively use her good arm, her right arm, to attack Evans, while Evans just kind of has free reign. Which, mm-hmm.
2: which Which ends up costing uh which ends up costing Kanji a little bit here because uh she ends up getting knocked to the floor by Evans.
1: Yeah, she uh she kicks her in the face. And then Kanji's like, nah, I'm not gonna get the- I'm not getting fucked over like this though. So when Evans goes to punt kick her, she gets her in an electric chair and just face busters her onto the-, the apron.
2: Yes, which was awesome.
1: Great spot. Mm-hmm. So Kanji and control, the two are back into the ring where she just beats down Evans while she has the chance to do so because she's just been getting her ass kicked for a lot of this match.
3: Mm, Yeah. But
1: but then it all goes wrong for her when she goes for a Tornado DDT using the ropes. Oh, yeah. Evans not only catches her, but she plants her into the mat with a DDT and picks up her own uh, fall for this match.
2: Yeah. Hits her with a big DDT and then, like... Folds her in half with a pin.
1: <laughs> it was like some alley-catch submission shit, the way she pinned her.
2: Mm-hmm. She was, like, bridging. Mm-hmm. She was, like, laying back on her legs, bridging, while uh, Kanji is just, like, in half.
1: Folded like a fucking lawn chair.
2: Yeah. And then that's how Charlie uh, it is now tied one-to-one.
1: Yep. So, like before, uh, once uh, once the next match starts, Evans ruthlessly atta- uh, ruthlessly attacks Kanji's left arm.
2: continues this
1: until Kanji finally fights back by clinging onto the ropes as Evans is trying to Irish whip her and then clocking her in the face with the forearm. Mm -hmm. This sets off a chain of events where they each keep cutting each other off by forming the other one in the face and then hilariously this ends when Kanji forearms Evans in the face, starts to turn around and run and then fakes out Evans who is now at this point started to try to cut her off and just punches her in the face. Just
3: like Mm -hmm.
1: baits her. I loved it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, Evans is able to briefly stop Kanji by shoving her injured arm and then clubbing her in the chest, like, back and forth. Like It's like it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, kind of the way she's clubbing her over and over again. Just
2: like...
1: Bop, 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 bop.
2: Uppercut, uppercut, uppercut uppercut, Just uppercut, uppercut.
1: Chest back, chest back, over <laughs> and over. This doesn't last long, though, because Kanji then runs the ropes and nails Evans with a spear. Unfortunately, though, using her left arm.
2: Yeah, but that spear like cut Evans in half.
1: Evans died on that spear. Yes, she did. So, they're both knocked at this point. And the first getup is Kanji, who hits Evans with a barrage of strikes for hitting her with a springboard forearm to the face, followed by a running clothesline in the corner. Mm -hmm. She then attempts to uh, Irish whip Evans, but her left arm gives out on her, so Evans ends up throwing her in the corner instead. I I I think
2: you missed the part where Kanji just hits a 619. Ah, uh, that's after <laughs> on this. On the turnbuckle on the turnbuckle pole? That's after this. Oh, okay. Sorry. You were like following you were like following my notes beat by beat, and then it says you were like Oh, I, I continue. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Kanji's now in the corner. She the left arm, which by the way, Kanji has sold this left arm fantastic all fucking match. Oh yeah. So in the corner, Evans goes at her, but she fights her off with a back elbow, and then she not only dropped Told's holds her face first into this middle turnbuckle. Kaji then pulls out a fucking 619 and just mm-hmm. kicks Evans in the face. And she's still laying on the middle turnbuckle. So it's like it an was inverted
2: 619. It gorgeous. Loved it. Gorgeous.
1: Last thing I was expecting was a fucking 619 in the corner. But
2: hey. Then, then she follows it up with a big missile dropkick. Which looked great, in my opinion. Like she got as like always. really
1: low to the ground when she hit it. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't get the job done, though. So Kanji goes back to the top rope and hits what I assume is her signature moonsault, because when she hit it, commentary popped off that she hit this move. Yeah. But, unfortunately, because you have to land on top of your opponent, Kanji lands on her left arm.
0: Yep.
1: So she goes to pin, try to pin Evans, and she just can't handle the pain and has to break up her own pin. It hurts too much. But then
2: she goes for the second, she goes for a pin again, she but does. then Evans is able to kick out of this She's one. She's just she enough time. time. Yeah.
1: So she tries to stay in control by hitting another rope-assisted move, but this time Evans catches her and drops her with a backdrop suplex. Mm -hmm. So Kanji kicks out, and Evans hits an absolutely filthy-sounding kick to her arm before locking her in a gory special, before then dropping her face-first into the mat with a gory bomb. Yes. And uh, judging by uh, commentary, Evans must use this move quite a bit because when Kanji kicked out of it, they were like, "How in the fuck do you even live from that, bro? How do you do and absolutely flabbergasted by this mm-hmm. that Kanjis just kicked out of this big combo that she did. Evans loses it and just starts to stomp on kanji's left arm if we're yes, locking she was not in happy. one of the deepest fujiwara arm bars I've ever fucking seen. She
2: mm-hmm. was like on her bad arm.
1: oh, she was like practically like on top of her by the end of that when she got to the ropes. And I was just like, "Oh no, my like, God! Someone help her!" And she helped herself, thankfully.
2: Yes, Evans thank has God. tried
1: everything at this point. So she go, she beats up Kanji's arm some more, and then puts her up on the top rope. Despite this, Kanji fights back, gets down below Evans, and power bombs her off the top rope. Kicks her in the head, and then nails her with a second with a assisted springboard stunner for the win. Hmm. Great very,
2: match. very gorgeous.
1: I really like the selling from these two. Obviously, I talk about Kanji, but Evans did a great job of dying several times in this match.
2: <laughs> this is true.
1: Uh, I also, like I said, I like the storytelling of the match, how they use like the DQ of the first fall to explain how Evans could dominate most of the second fall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it leads into the third fall where Kanji has taken enough punishment that she's able to actually get some offense in on Evans and fight back.
2: Yeah, it all tells a story, right? It's all, like, one long, nice story. That's that's what I like in a good, in a match. Like, it makes sense. All the decisions make sense. Uh, and they all have a reason, right? Like, yeah. there's no useless movement.
1: They used pretty much everything they had at their disposal. Exactly. Except, obviously, Mikey, this this, this feud is not going to end until they go at an Iron Woman match with each other.
2: Oh, no. And I cannot wait.
1: It's going to be a great match. I give this match a high meh.
2: Yeah, I I I give this one a mark out. Fair enough. I liked it a lot. It's 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 just like I I found that all of the all of the wrestling we've been watching from Charlie Evans and Jessica Troy has been like nailing exactly what I want out of a wrestling match like every time consistently. Yep, slobber knockers. Exactly. It's like it's like exactly what I want a wrestling match to be. And it's consistent. It's not just like one time it was good. It's like they're consistently good. And these matches have been awesome every time. The, so, I'm going to continue giving them markouts until they stop impressing me, which I don't think they will.
3: The day that they
1: stop impressing you will be a tragic day on Independent Waters. be okay,
2: the day the world burns. But today is not that day. No, no it is not. Because this match was awesome. Hmm. Alright, well that is all of our matches out of the way this week. That just leaves us with... a. That just leaves us with... The Double Down. The Double Down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and bring you matches from each other. watch matches from each other's perspective. Zach, what match should I give you for the double down this week?
1: You gave me Low Key versus Ninja Mac at Loco Wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Zach, what did you give me?
1: I believe that I gave you Mar- Marius Al ani versus Mike DiVecchio at GF the GWF.
2: You are correct. Indeed, you did. And who started us off on the Double Down last week?
1: I'm going to say that you did.
2: Alright, then why don't you kick us off with Loki versus Ninja Mac from Loco Wrestling.
1: Can do. This is a really good and entertaining match. Like, really fucking good. Like, the first section of this match was one of the most aggressive technical wrestling sequences I have ever seen. This was like two bulls locking horns with each other and just slamming into everything around them.
2: Mm-hmm. And I really basically liked
1: it. and yet despite that, I loved how Mac was able to like use his like lucha style wrestling to just have these super extra, extra extravagant ways to escape or dodge Lokis in just in general yes favorite example of this would probably be uh him flipping and landing onto his feet from a handstand into a handstand from like a snapmare
2: which was awesome.
1: Or the sequence where he leapfrogged over Loki and then floated backwards onto his hands for kipping up onto his feet to meet Loki face-to-face in the middle of the ring.
2: It sure does seem like Ninja Mac just doesn't abide by the rules of gravity.
1: Yep. But don't worry, you've got Loki, the fucking hitman to cut him down to size, and goddamn does he do do that in this match.
2: Yes, he does.
1: (laughs) So the next part of this match that stood out to me was when Loki launched Mac into the corner and then just casually hopped onto the... And then Mac casually just hopped onto the corner and then corkscrew cartwheeled off the top rope, dodged low-key, and then spinning corkscrew splashed him. Which is so nice. stupidly impressive. And I... Again, I was just like, keep doing more. Do it. I- I'll watch all your matches. Just keep doing this shit.
2: It was gorgeous.
1: Funnily enough, though, pro- after this spot, it was probably the spot that will stand out of anyone's mind, which is when Mac does three consecutive b- uh, backflips on the ring... And on the fourth one, where he flips out of the ring, Loki just fucking kicks him in the chest and wipes him out. Mm-hmm. As you said, Mikey, he went through such an extravagant, this like super impressive athletic feat, and then Loki's like, you can get the fuck out of the sky now. Yeah.
2: You, can, you can leave. You can stop doing
1: that. We're done now. with this. Yeah. Loki then dominated Mac after this, and this is when I realized how hard but well done Loki was wrestling in this match. His strikes sounded and looked great, especially his chops. And he really commanded this presence of the ring of like, I'm a fuck you up if you fucking take me lightly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he really made the crowd favorite Mac feel like an underdog that I wanted to see win this match because goddamn did he struggle against Loki at points in this match. Like, Loki was dressed like Agent 47, but by God did he wrestle like him. Just <laughs> cold, calculating, and effective. And I love it. And that's he played the like... part. Yeah, he played the part very well. That's probably why he dresses like it a lot. Yeah. So I like how, by the way, how extra Ninja Max comeback was just because it fit him so well for this match. Like he kicked Loki from the floor, hit him with a like this awesome looking atomic drop, which Loki sold really well, and then he spinning roundhouse kicked Loki's back. And in my head, I'm like, you could have just kicked him in the face, back dropped him, and then just <laughs> kicked him again. But you know, you just, you added like four more moves needed.
2: Of course he did. Nice because this Ninja back
1: and then after this, I, the next thing that stuck out to me was when Loki just casually hit a fucking cartwheel knee to Mac's face. And I went like this. and like, you went this whole fucking match being like the grounded, strike-oriented guy. And then you fucking whip this shit out. And I'm just like, what the fuck else you got hidden in there? Which he will show which he showed later in the match with uh, the finish. Which, of okay. course, is the ending sequence I'm going to talk about now, which was fucking awesome. Mac. Yeah. Dodge Loki's double stomp from the top, which was the the, uh, the Warriors' way or the Ghetto Stomp.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nearly knocked Loki's stocks off with like a European uppercut. Like I'm pretty sure he spit out when he hit him with this uppercut. Then seemingly <laughs> there hit Loki. Some teeth. Yep, pretty much with his 6:30 centon finisher. But Loki got his knees up, which I didn't even notice until they pointed out, and I went back and I was like, oh damn, he did. And then Loki <laughs> sent him crashing into the corner with a shotgun drop kick before just. He stuck his feet into Mac's chest. I'm convinced. Like he just stood there for like a good couple seconds, just up straight before he fell off of him. Mm-hmm. And he picks up the win here, which surprised me. I was not expecting him to pick up a win in uh, with Mac being the hometown. I'm gonna call it the hometown here, but it's more like the like the more uh, the guy who's at the promotion more than the than low key, not the outsider.
2: Gotcha. I also makes sense.
1: like these two did a great job working together, sold each other's offense well. They had good chemistry in the ring. And even though this match like didn't hit market level for me, it was a great match and it did it it did a damn good job of getting up to there.
2: Indeed it did. Look I really a... like I really like this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Look at a high match for me.
2: Nice, nice. Not too bad.
1: It was a good uh, this episode rounded out good for me cuz I watched these in the order that I listen to it usually. Solid. Yep, I was just like the ending I was like, "You know what? It's a good week of wrestling matches." <laughs> so All right. All right, Mikey. Tell me what you felt about uh, Ani and Vecchio. Yes,
2: yeah, so you gave me Marius Alani versus Mike D. Vecchio from German Wrestling Federation, GWF. Yep. Uh, this one was solid. It was It was, It was. was like, this match reminded me of the first match I watched today, which was Zayn and Lance Archer. Don't know why my brain shut off there for a second.
1: The murder h- monster just ate through your memory for a second there, <laughs> and you were just like, oh god, if I fuck his name up, he'll kill me.
2: This is yeah. This is, this is basically this match reminded me of the fir- of Archer versus Zane because it was that speed ver- it was that agility versus strength again, but also Marius Alani didn't just have speed right. He's also huge yes. as well. Yes, these are but, some big boys. But Vecchio is just huger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like he evolved, Like the, he's the evolved version of Ani.
2: Exactly, yeah. Um, this one's solid. It's it right off the bat shows you exactly what this match is gonna be. Where uh, DiVecchio try DiVecchio tries to like throw Ali Ani around, but he he keeps showing off how fast he is and his agility, and keeps getting in like strikes and locking in some holds, and just like really avoiding all of DiVecchio's moves and just putting it and just like landing his own because he's just going that quickly. That like poor Vecchio is like a, a final boss who like goes for like the big hit, mm-hmm. and then like you dodge and you're like, <laughs> 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 damage phase, run away. Yep. Right? <laughs> uh, that's basically what this whole match was. Um, so yeah, so there's uh, one point where Alani is going for like a like a big like he's he's like he keeps coming in and nailing him with the punches and kicks, and then there's one point where. Uh, DeVecchio finally catches one of Ani's strikes and, like, flips him around and hits him with a German. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, Ani fights back to his feet, goes for a tornado DDT, but DeVecchio stops him mid-air. Yep. Catches him and just turns it into, like, a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a tornado. It was going for like a Tilt-A-World DDT where he was like spinning around his head.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah you're right. And
2: DiVecchio right. was like, no, 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 no. Slam. Slam.
1: Like, die.
2: Yeah. Um. This gives... This gives uh, DiVecchio a chance to like start beating down on me for a bit. Uh, this goes on for a while, but... Uh, Alani is finally able to escape a suplex that uh, DeVecchio has locked in on him. Mm-hmm. And he lands a high kick and then a snap suplex, which yeah. was great. Uh, and then Alani finally gets a ton of offense. And he's just throwing kicks, strikes, elbows, left and right. Really just like laying it into Devecchio. Um Then Alani goes for a Death Valley driver, but DeVecchio counters it. <laughs> De Vecchio counters it, and he, like, goes for a German suplex, but then al counters again into a victory roll. hmm Um, goes for a victory roll. M- M- uh, I'm call- I keep calling him M- MDV <laughs> on my notes. So Deve- De Vecchio, uh kicks out of the victory roll. Then he goes for a super kick. Al-Ani catches his super kick, puts him into the ankle lock. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Uh, DeVecchio is able to kick his way out of that. Tank. It, it, it seemed to be, uh, mercifully, because that's, uh, I, I think that's his finisher, right? The yep, that up? is his finisher. Yeah, so he was able to get out uh, after he got, got that in, after a pretty short amount of time. Uh, the two start trading shots again, uh, is able to hit, like, a he, like, kips up and hits a head kick, and, like, knocks DeVecchio for a loop, but then DeVecchio answers right back with a super kick, and then just, they're both out. Yep. Uh the two start trading shots as they're getting up, you know, as the usual. Uh and then Ani is able to get a huge rush of blows, like he just like starts punching him in the stomach. Yep. Uh but as he goes for the final shot, De is able to reverse it. Uh and hit and he, and he shows off a little bit of agility by hitting a springboard cutter. Mm-hmm. Taking out Ani, goes for the pin, Ani kicks out. Then De goes for a power bomb. But uh, Ani is able to break out and land a spinning heel kick. Then he then Ani goes for the pin. Devecio kicks out. Uh, Ani once again goes for another move. He goes for the Diamond Driver, which is another one of his finishers. But Devecio is able to kick. Is able to get out. But Ani, not want to be shown up, by escapes is able to hit a Superman punch. Ooh. After after. DeVecchio escapes the, the diamond driver into a running knee, takes DeVecchio down, goes for the pin again, DeVecchio kicks out again, then DeVecchio gets caught in the ankle lock and it looks like he's about to tap out and then Tony Harding comes and ruins this match.
1: <laughs> yep. I, I've now noticed that that's now two weeks in a row I've picked the match where there's a no-fucking-contest finish.
2: And then Tony Harding runs in and beats down knee. Uh, and then Alani locks in the the ankle lock on Tony Harding, and Tony Harding runs away.
1: He's, he I quickly, he just he just taps out literally like the split second it gets locked, and he's just like ah, I give up.
2: Match over. Match over ends in a DQ finish. Ends in like a, uh, I think I think uh, Ani technically won. He did. No, th- yeah, Ani got uh, attacked,
1: so he technically won, but like he didn't really feel satisfied with winning that. If I recall correctly,
2: I mean, who who would? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a bummer ending to a match that was, like, just starting to get good. And it was finally starting to pick up the pace and, like, be awesome. And then it just gets deflated by a, a no finish. Really. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a such a bummer. It really but is. these things happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give this one a meh, because, like I said, I was super into it. It would have gotten a high meh if it actually had a finish. But, uh, the way it did end did, uh, take me out of it a little bit and deflate me a little bit. So I'm gonna stick with a meh here for this one. Solid Makes matchup, sense. though, for the
1: rest of it. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was some solid, like I said, it was solid wrestling, like, basically until that, that uh, end spot, which was kind of a bummer. I think these two did a great job of just kicking the crap at each other, and I enjoyed it.
3: No mm-hmm.
2: so, math for me here. All right, well, that is, uh, that is all of our matches out of the way for this week's episode of Independent Waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, No preview this week of next week, because I... Did not get on getting my matches in time, but we'll tweet. I'll I'll make sure I'll tweet out a preview with uh with with the uh, the episode announcement for next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so we're just gonna jump right into the plugs. Zach, you want to take over the plugs this time? Uh, yeah, sure. I got you.
1: So from the top, if you're interested in supporting us at the Countout Network, you can go to our website countopod.com/slash-membership, where you can give five dollars to any one of the podcasts that are featured on here to support us. You don't have to if you don't want to your your support though is greatly appreciated if you don't want to do that though you can go to our merch section on our store you can find plenty of merch that we have up there from t-shirts sweatshirts stickers we've got a lot of merch there some of it is a lot on basically all of it is really great
3: mm-hmm.
1: if you want to get more content from us we've got plenty of podcasts to go through we've got ring post radio on mondays we've got your dose of death tuesdays independent waters is the best one on wednesdays how <laughs> to talk to your friends about wrestling on thursdays and i believe it's happy hours friday
2: Happy hours on Saturday.
1: Happy hours on Saturday. Plenty of happy content hour- to go through.
2: The the happy hour happy hour podcast episode gets released Saturday, but if you want to watch us record that podcast live, A- tune in on tune into uh, on on twi- Twitch slash countout every Thursday night at eight thirty, where we record it live.
1: You can also see it on our Facebook Gaming website page as well, if I recall correctly.
2: Yes, and I believe our Twitter and on our YouTube, because I think it streams everywhere. Well, Happy Hour doesn't stream everywhere yet. I'm working on that, but Rinko's Radio does.
1: Nice. If you want to go on YouTube, you can see plenty of, uh, we have plenty of videos up there from such as our vlogs to The Collective. You've got all the podcasts on there, too, as well, if you want to watch in that format. Uh, let's see. Right. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see just any of our... Uh, counting uh, Out Pod. At, yes, thank you. If you want to see any of our, you know, general opinions on the wrestling world, the world in general, or you want just any updates uh, for any of the podcasts or the network itself uh, gets updated pretty regularly. And there's one or two people on there usually most of the time. Mm -hmm. And if I recall correctly, that should be pretty much everything.
2: Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. Uh, Go check out our YouTube channel. Count out wrestling podcast network. We have a bunch of fun stuff over there, such as replays of the live streams of happy hour uh, Ah. and ring post radio. Um, I forgot.
1: One last thing. The membership. If you do put the $5 you get exclusive content from our network itself, such as the the prototype of Happy Hour, which...
2: The perks of becoming a member.
1: Yes, becoming a member. Very funny. Very good content on there. There's so many different... There's a bunch of spoof episodes we've made, such as our Indy 500 review, Your Dose of Beth from Lauren.
2: Hit the death. (laughs) A Hit the Books books episode dedicated to Deathmatches.
1: Yep. And plenty of other content that we've all put through. It's great. I think it's quite uh, entertaining, but, you know, just slightly biased. Mm
2: -hmm. A little bit. Just slightly. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. So uh, with all those plugs out of the way, that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there.
1: So never stop exploring. (laughs)